You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Welcome back to For Your Distraction. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Saturday night. So, to our longtime listeners, and I guess viewers now, thank you. Thank you for joining us as usual. Yes. Got some new people. Do we? Got some new people that have discovered the wonders of FYD, Adam. Oh, yeah. Are you going you gonna to share? So, uh, so I'm... I, Sharing is caring, Scott. We got to do a little bit of housekeeping. Haven't done this in a minute. No, it's been... Got to do this. Got to do this every so often. It's been so, a hot minute as we chill so to the So for bones. those of you who are familiar with our show, please bear with us. We got, we got some new viewers. How long have we been doing this show, Adam? Six years? Yeah, probably like six years. This is episode 228. It's, it's, it's been a, like a solid six years. It's been something like that. So. And, um... You know, we've always done it podcast style. We always say, you and I, we have the face for radio. Yes. But uh, I would say, what, last six months, you got a bird brain scheme that we were going to go live on Facebook. Roughly beginning of summer, I think it was maybe around the okay. when it started. Because that's more, I think when I had time, or it was Christmas. I don't fucking know when. Who knows time We haven't anymore. been doing it. Who knows time? It, it was I can look up the long. YouTube channel. I can see the first video and see the date. So we'll figure it out then. So, yeah. So basically now we do a live show yes, we do. on Facebook. In addition to posting the recordings to all the podcasting avenues. I feel like after six years of doing this, we should be able to do this fairly easily. You know, mm. no no interruptions, no uh, dead air, anything like that. Just fill it with nonsense. You'd think. Like what I'm doing now, I'm filling it with nonsense. You'd think. I've just killed like 10 or 15 seconds right there, Scott. Yeah. And I've killed another five explaining what I did. <laughs> so <laughs> at any rate, when, when, when we put our show onto like say SoundCloud or iTunes or any of the... A lot of time there's a little red E yeah. next to our name, which stands for? Explicit. Explicit. So we're both adults. We like to talk about dirty things. We, I mean, this is, this is an adult show. We yeah. talk about, we say bad words. Yes. And we, we talk about we bad We talk things. about adult contact. Would you say we're bad boys? Some people definitely <laughs> would say that. My point is, we are both adults. Yes. We can talk about adult things on an adult-themed show. I wouldn't allow my children to listen to this podcast. I hope not. I don't think any kids. I think I asked you the question, what are you going to do someday when your kids grow up and they start like getting it? Because, you know, they, they take off you sometimes with some of your likes and you love podcasts. They're like, well, you know, let's get a podcast. Oh, wait, dad does a podcast. Yeah. Let's see what that's like. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. They talk about it's, how you almost got raped by a guy in, uh, in your young, formative years. That's a little extreme. I wouldn't say I almost got raped, but I digress. You're definitely hit on. I digress. So, so we got we got to clear we got to clear the air here. So, this is an adult show. We talk about pop culture mainly, 
is is our main focus. But I mean, we'll talk about anything. We really? bleed. We bleed off into all genres. Anything under the sun. So we do a lot of movie talk, TV show, music, sports, politics, mm. current events. You name it. We'll we'll talk about it on here. We, we're kind of a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, you hate definitely, that. You, definitely not, definitely not master. You of none. hate that saying. But I don't I hate do. it. I don't hate it. I just it's not correctly said. Fine. It's, it's it's been misused, misquoted. Uh, Fine, but our show. This is this is the other important thing. Our show is also grounded in comedy. We try to be funny sometimes. I think. Can you capitalize that word try? Can we, can we, well, can we bold say, and underline that word sometimes try? Sometimes we miss the mark. We are not professional comedians. Italicize the word try. But we try to be funny. And we embellish things sometimes, Adam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am Scott Malanke. You are Adam. We, yes. we, we are ourselves. But we're also playing characters. There's always a nugget of truth to any comedy, but you got to take it up to the we, next level. We are portraying ourselves to the extreme yes i mean some some of the stories we say are, are rooted in truth but yes. embellished you know we've taken liberties and we try to be entertaining i feel like you are trying to apologize for something i'm or, not apologizing for anything or you're trying to explain like no. look people like you don't get us I, you don't I, get what I, we're about our longtime listeners get it yes we have we did we started this show six years ago we enjoy podcasts. Yes. We wanted an excuse to get together, drink beer, because we're, cause we're adults. We're allowed to do that. We are adults. We, we, we use this as an excuse, and we said back then, you know, I don't care if, if nobody listened to us. We would still do this show because we enjoy it. And somewhere along the way, people started freaking listening to us. Yeah. And it's been kind of fun that way, and it's awesome. And we got new people who I don't think they understand what we're about. So I'm trying to clear you, the air I need here. you to go into a little detail. Okay. What are you okay. talking about? I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of detail here. So, Please. A couple episodes ago, um, Mike D was on. One of our favorite guests. He was on the friends. last episode. It wasn't, it was a couple it weeks ago. It wasn't the last episode. Oh, it's not the last one? He was on a few, oh. a few weeks ago. Okay. And um, he's the one who brought it up. I'm, I'm going to throw him under the bus. He can't he's, defend himself, so bring it up. He is. If you go back and rewatch the episode... Um, it, the name escapes me of which episode it was. I'll look it up. But uh, but he was on the show, and he brought up masturbation, Adam. <laughs> yeah. And let's just let's just start off. South by, Paws unite. So, so so we're gonna bring this up here. First and foremost, this is a kink shame free podcast. That has been our goal since day one. We're not going to kink shame anyone. Secondly, masturbation is 100% normal. Yes. It is. It is a normal thing. It is, it is a human thing to do. There is nothing wrong with Was it. Was it very quotable? Was that the one? No, it wasn't that one. He, okay, so I have... The MILF market. He was not on nope, the MILF nope, market nope. because I made a classic. I, I talk about something. It wasn't afraid. that one. Huge Ackman. Nope, not that very one. Very quotable. Nope. Bite my bag. That one. That's the one. Bite, Bite my, my bag. bag. Episode, episode what number? Uh, uh, 223. Episode 223. Put it in the show notes. If you go back and listen to that. And that, that show is getting a lot of listens. Really? That one? It's it's up in like the 180 I, did realm. Did you go back and re-listen to it? 
I did. I did not. I don't re-listen to the episodes anymore. Well, what the hell, dude? There's a lot of listens on this show. It made its rounds, and people were not happy of our talk about pounding the pud. Why? Uh, apparently, in the words of, of Jason Lee's character Brody in Kevin Smith's classic Mallrats, there's some things you just don't talk about in public. But... We're not in public. We're not in public. This is no. a podcast. Yeah. This is, this is, this is my living this room. This is an adult themed podcast that we were being funny we were i mean it was in uh, poor I, had taste. A, I had a good laugh most things we talk about in here so are wait, in poor taste what specifically were they irritated about just the topic in general well first of all they didn't like that we were discussing masturbation in general you know adam masturbation is a sin idle hands <laughs> great movie <laughs> devil's play things <laughs> Jessica Alba in that movie. In that oh. angel costume. Hey, oh. Wait, wait. We're not talking about masturbation. Here. I'm not talking about masturbation. I'm talking about Jessica Alba. All right. So, yeah. So, I just wanted to point out here that, that people are misconstruing what we are, why we exist. We're, we're a funny comedy-based podcast who... We try to be funny. So these people say. that you're yes. directing, so I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not going to tell you to call them out or anything okay. like that. But the people you're addressing right now, if they're so irritated about that episode, do you think they stopped listening and so you're kind of addressing nobody at this point? Well, I'm, if they are listening, I'm going to say, hey, if you're going to be that much of a prude, maybe this isn't the show for you. Are they people you know or people you just No, they're like, not people I know, but they're people who have contacted me since then. I really? don't know these people. Yes. Yes. But maybe... They should just stick to like 11 p.m. reruns of the 700 Club on Free Farm because that's that's yeah. about the extent of where they are. Because this show, if you don't like that, that was that was the tip of the iceberg. I, I, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think that was the tip either. I think we've, I think we've gone <laughs> just higher, the tip. just the tip, yeah, just the tip, just the tip, okay. yeah. I, but I think we've, I think we've gone the whole deep before. We've gone balls deep before. Yeah. Yes, there's there's no question, and that was, uh, yeah. I, I know. I, I know. I people. have. I challenge these people deep dive into our catalog. You I will wonder, find some gold in there. I wonder what these people watch on a regular basis. Like honestly, like on TV, do they watch? They must not watch South Park or Family Guy or anything like that. They must not. If they're complaining about what we're talking about, they must not watch that. I don't know what these people do in their free time. Maybe they just sit at home and pray the rosary. I, I don't know, but I kind of like this. I kind of like that. You, you want to be on the edge, you guys. Yeah, like like this is great. You want to be the bad boy. You Say goodnight be- to the bad guy. Yeah. I think we're turning heel. Okay, you're, we're turning heel. What we are, episode. what you're referring to, are those comedians. That get on stage and they like to like be edgy. They want to be on the edge, man. They be edgy. They say all that kind of crazy. We're like stuff the out Dane there. Cook of podcasts. We're like the <laughs> current Dave Chappelle of podcasts. Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, we oh, haven't yeah. talked about that. We no, we, about we, that. we could get I, into that. Yes. I watched that special that uh-huh. I've been referring to. I have not. Here's the thing. I watched it. He definitely said some stuff, mm-hmm. but like I didn't think it was overly offensive for a comedian. I'll say this though, I love Dave Chappelle. I didn't find the special funny. I didn't laugh yeah. once during it. So I was like, feels like he's just doing it just to get up there and bitch and moan a little bit. I like of, some I of know. his older older stand up. I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he's funny Chappelle dude. Chappelle's show was great. The past special, I don't know what was up with that one. It was half baked. Yeah. Great. Oh, another thing these people gave shit about. They said, they accused me, they said, my house is messy. Okay. 
Let me just start off by saying this Fuck is you. This is our studio, okay? This is our studio, and our studio is not located in my house. I, I don't know if they didn't like our green screen. Also, also, what are you talking about? Are you it's talking not about messy my at all. Are you talking about my end table? I've got books on there. What do you want me to do? I got a pile of books on there that I'm flipping through. <laughs> they were they were really bad about it. You're mad bad about what? Do the, they do they not like the the cursed fly swatter? It's a classic. It's a, it's a forward distraction classic. They don't right understand now. that it's haunted. They don't. They and don't, we can't move it. They don't like my uh, fucking uh, uh, Mego pop. Me, Mego or no Funko pops. Funko pops. Thank you. Migos like my, are different. Yes. Yeah, I know. They don't like my Funko pops on the shelf that you can't even really see because my head's blocking it. My water bottle. Does that offend you? Toys are for kids. I'm offended by that a little yeah, bit because right? I'm not going to say my house is clean, but I will say the area you see is clean. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I think they were just they were just angry people. Were they like pissed off because they didn't have like a legitimate setup, like a green screen background with some with some cool setup and a nice table? If you saw this table, you'd be like, "What the fuck are they?" You want to know the truth? What? You think you're entitled to the truth? <laughs> yeah, I am. You can't handle the truth. Oh shit. Okay. The truth is, oh. and for those for those of you who don't know our friends who are longtime listeners don't understand, your boy. I ran for a political position in our local. Are these these people we're talking government. about? Is it these people we're talking about? It's them, Adam. Really? They found our show and they're really? not happy. Was it before the election that they after it was well af it was like the day of the election i was standing there did you say listen to our podcast no i didn't but i'm like <laughs> i'm i was if you if if you're pissed at me and you were also standing out there and you saw a dude in like and like a black hoodie or something this black like, hoodie no i was wearing the blue hoodie I was oh he's wearing the blue I was wearing the blue he's hoodie. only got a couple so i was wearing a i was wearing a blue hoodie and i was just kind of standing out there like minding my own fucking business uh with a big beard and shit like that that was me this is me you're talking to you could have you could have had words with me. You're talking to my guy all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they don't like my politics. No. That's what it boils down to. It's it's a political hit job. And <laughs> and they, they they went back into my social media, my personal social media. They went back onto my Facebook and my Twitter and they, they like went so far back and tried to find things and, and, and they were like screen capturing old memes that I didn't create, but I shared and they were like posting them to message boards and groups and look at this smut that he's putting everywhere. And I'm like, there's really nothing wrong with that. If, if the One was like a, a comparing Bernie to Jesus and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's about right. Like. If you, if you, those of you that know us know the area we live in, I'm not going to say the town we live in or anything yeah. like that. But it's if you know, it's a very small town, and if you knew, you'd be like, "You're taking it a little too seriously." Taking a little, it way a little, too for seriously. the size of this town and for the positions that we're being like elected for in this yeah, area, yeah. they're taking it a little little too far. I just they, they don't like me, and so they they tried to find some dirt. They tried to find some skeletons in my closets, you're and a, they found our podcast. You're bearing the lead episode, here for a second. Episode "Bite though. My Bag," where we talked about jerking off. You're, you're bearing the lead here for a second, though. Did you win? I did win. You won. So, what did you? What did you? What did you win, Scott? Suck on this a one time. <laughs> I am now the uh, Shenango Township Mercer County Supervisor. Is one of five. So. I am a supervisor nice. of the of the municipality. Yes. I told you this before, and mm -hmm. I'm going to say it on this podcast again, and I mean no offense by this whatsoever, but 
I did not expect you to win. Not because of you, but because of the area we live in and the way some people vote. It seems like a majority skew one way. That's just how it feels. So Well, well, you finally missed an election because in 2016, you predicted Trump would win. I said you were crazy. And then in 2020, you said Biden was, would win. And I said you were crazy. And you were bright both times. Yeah. But... But in 20, what is this, 2021? Yeah. Yeah, 2021. You said uh, Scott Mulaney would lose. And well, so I'm only good for presidential elections. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Fair, Don't fair trust me for anything else. Fair enough. So, yeah, I won. I'm excited. I'm, I've, I passed out cards for you for you about did. an hour. I, I Thank you, because I was short a couple people at the end of the day. I had, I had people working both polls for me. I was out there from 7 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. It was a long day. It was I, a long day, but, my, but the hard work paid off. We won. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to say any names. Right when I got there and I like was standing outside, I was like, "So is this where all the people that hand out cards hang out?" And they're like, "Yeah." We're like, "All right, cool. I'm going to stand over here." And we kind of made like little introductions, like, "Who are you passing out cards for?" And they found out who I was passing cards for, and they're like, "Oh, okay, him." I'm like, "Yeah, him, him, yeah, him." First. Somebody, I, I don't, I'm not going to name names, and I don't know if they were trying to do this, but it felt like some the first person was trying to bait me a little bit. That you're easy to bait. Did oh, you, yeah. You, oh, yeah. When that worm is wiggling around and everything on like that, mm. you're just, you're chomp, going after chomp, that. Chomp. Yeah, absolutely. Me, it's like a, little, a bull. I see red and it's, it's a little, it's a little bit more difficult to bait me. So I hand out a card. It's like, hey, vote for Scott over here. He's like, oh, cool. You know, thank, thanks, man. Yeah. And then I walk back and the other lady was like, well, you know, you could vote or you could vote for so-and-so because they don't want to defund the police. I'm like referring to me and stuff like that. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get me, lady. I don't know you. I don't I don't vote in this. I don't vote in this town or in this uh, town. You're not going to get me for anything. So. Yeah, see, nobody knows what defund the police actually means. It's because, and I said this before and I'll say it again. Democrats are terrible at naming things. You're right. They are the You're worst right. yes. at naming things. Yes. Defund the police is the worst fucking name because that's not what that means. It's but not it makes what that people means. think that's what no. it means. They're Republicans are great at making names for things. That's one thing I'll <laughs> give them. They're fantastic at it. Yeah, so defund the police doesn't mean you're anti-police. It means reallocate funds elsewhere. Right. That's all it means. Right. Uh, public education, for example. Our public school system. What do you, what do you want to do here? What, what, what is your goal here, by the way? I want to ask you that. You can keep going what you're saying, but I want to ask you, like, what's your sure, goal? Like, sure, what, we'll what? get to that. We'll get to that. But public education was defunded decades ago. Does that mean public education doesn't exist? Did, did our public schools close? No. No, they still operate, but we certainly don't give them enough money. No. Uh, when you when somebody says defund the police, it doesn't mean, oh, we can't have police anymore. Of course you need police. Don't be silly. Yeah. But police, they don't need to have tanks or military-grade weapons. And we in don't in need majority of situations, no, they do they not don't. need they that. They don't. They don't need that stuff. And we're spending so much tax dollars... For frivolous things. This is something that you and Joe Rogan would both agree with. You both say, you both say there needs to be a lot more training for cops. A lot cops more do training not get for cops. trained yes. enough, and there's yes. a lot of a lot of bullies and a lot of assholes that become cops because they like the power trip, but they're not yes. trained well enough. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, in no way, shape, or form, am I anti-cop. That is no. simply not true. But but that's what people are saying about me. I'm for defunding the police. That means I'm anti-cop. No, I'm for 
allocating our tax dollars differently to law enforcement. That's what <laughs> defund the police means. But you're right. It's, yeah. it's an improper term. And because I say that, oh, he's against the police. That's Again, that's simply not true. When I was there, the last person I gave a card to. So I was there the entire time, and I was just giving out cards and yeah. stuff like that. And some people were like, no, I'm good. I don't even need it. And right, people like, right. take it, and they just do the normal thing a normal person does and just takes a card and walk away because they know who the fuck they're going to vote for. And me handing you a card isn't going to all of a sudden say, hey, I'm going to now vote for Scott Malenke over the person I was going to vote right. for. The last person I, I was trying to give a card to... There's this one person who walked up, and this person was the only person who sat there and said, so what's Scott all about then? Like, what's he for? And I'm like, I don't fucking know his, I don't know his platform. I don't know what he's at. Oh. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a buddy. But I was like, oh, he's, he's a passionate guy. You know, he loves the area, and he wants to do right by the area, and he wants, yeah. he wants to do some good stuff. He's like, That's a but, very good answer. But what does he actually want to do? Like, what does he stand okay. for? And I'm like, lady, I don't know. Does I told him, I was like, I was like, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure of his like full uh, spectrum of things. I, I don't know his like everything he wants to do. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you must be not be doing your job very well then. I'm like, bitch, I'm a volunteer for an hour. I sleep about four or five hours a night. I go back. I'm going to school full time, work full time. I don't have time for your fucking nonsense. Just take the card or don't take the card and walk away. About <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. All right, fair enough. So. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So these people found our podcast and were appalled that we talked about masturbation. And I just wanted to point it out here. I hope they come back. I hope they listen again. I'm going to share this to different groups that I know these people will find it. I'm going to share this show after the fact. Wait till they find the episode where we talk about Star Trek and the Jizz Moppers in the holodeck. You know, that's, that's a legitimate... <laughs> That, it's a job. It, it, it's a job. You know what they did? They created jobs. That's what the Enterprise did. They created jobs by allowing Barkley to fuck Deanna Troy in the holodeck. In the words of President Joe Biden, stimulates the economy, hurts nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you for then? Like, what are you? Is there anything you hope to do, or are you just like? Stunned that you actually like won the election. Like, what? What? What's your goals? You got goals. So, do you have any yeah. power to actually do anything, um, or or influence anything in any well, way? It, it's not an absolute monarchy. There's one. I'm one of five members, so I can't like. I don't have the infinity gauntlet <laughs> where I can snap my fingers and make everybody become fucking communists and <laughs> jerk off on trees all day. That's not <laughs> something I can do. <laughs> Hello, people. Not saying I would do that. It's a joke. Okay. So, I guess we gotta say that every time. Now. I guess. I guess. What the hell? It's like it's like no homo now. You can't even <laughs> no, make a joke no. anymore. No homo. All right. So basically, real real talk now. There's a there's a couple things that I, I've been discussing with people. One thing is blight. There are a lot of buildings and properties that are just run down in our township. Yes. That just look like hell. Nobody has lived in them in decades, and I think that. It's something you need to work with zoning. One of the other, one of the other supervisors with me, I, I've talked with him, and he, and he used to be a zoning officer, and he and I are very much uh, wanting to take the forefront in fighting against blight. Uh, another thing that happened um, where you live in the borough here, which is which is out of my jurisdiction, uh, their council, I guess it's called differently, they got in trouble recently for uh, holding votes and closed behind closed doors whereas these government votes need to be open to the public there's a 
the, an act called the Sunshine Law that means everybody should be able to see. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what America's all about. At the very least, we right. need to see like what everybody's voting for. You know, we gotta... Transparency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transparency. That's the word. I'm very much in favor of transparency. Now, I'm not saying they don't do a bad job now. I'm just saying now that our neighbor, our neighbor got in some trouble doing this. That's something that I'm not going to allow happen at the township. Um, there is a softball complex uh, right by my house, actually, on Wheatland Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that has just, it's kind of dilapidated. It's kind of, doesn't get used as much as it used to. And, it, and in its day, it was like a really nice complex. That's something, maybe looking for grants to fix that up and and get kids back outside and all you freaking gamers are sitting in front of a TV screen and making podcasts all day and jerking off and doing all kinds of terrible things. Dude, joke, dude, joke, joke. You describe my Saturday. Right. Fuck yeah. Okay. So my point is like, we could, we could do something to get the young people out. Uh, big one for you. Economic opportunity. Really? Economic. The Shenango township. When where, you're going to open a strip club in, around here, a strip club. that, that brings jobs. That's Stim- a job. Stimulates the economy. <laughs> Hurts no one. Yeah, again, again. That's going to be my theme for this. Uh, we're, we're, the township is located is right by the corridor of Interstate 80. It's a great location. Uh, we need jobs. We need family-sustaining jobs, not just a Dollar General on every corner. You know, we need we need a job yeah, that's going to pay right. Yeah, but people like traditions, Scott. They like their traditional way of life. People like that's another money th- a lot, too, Adam. That's another... People f- really like money in their pockets. That's another fucking thing that I heard when I was handing out cards. Somebody was talking about, like, you know, I'm, I like... You know, I understand change is a, is a big thing, but, you know... You know, I come from like a farming family and like mm-hmm. we, you know, we, uh, we like our traditional way of life. We like the way, we like the way things are, they are. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm not going to win Tevya from Fiddler on the Roofs vote. <laughs> anybody who, anybody out there, if you want like growth in your community and yes. you want the young people to stay around, fucking change. <laughs> You need to fucking change. Send so on my card. I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who graduated from high school around the area, not in this area, I went to Kennedy is what I right. did. <clears throat> somebody grad, but somebody graduated like roughly in the area. Somebody who's kind of mm-hmm. grown up around here. I'm going to tell you this right now. The reason why the young, most young people don't fucking stay because there's nothing to do around here. That's there's right. There's nothing around here because nobody's changing shit. The steel mills left in the... 70s and 80s not only that it's just nothing fun to do either just no, yeah. no entertainment either that's a big thing like everybody's like there's nothing to do yep jobs and no entertainment that's it it's just a bunch of dollar stores and a walmart <laughs> that's, yeah and yeah. those those places don't pay well they don't give good benefits no. you need to have recruit good companies <laughs> to come in and, and yeah. bring jobs to the area that, that's another big thing but hey i won you won. Yeah, Congratulations, won. sir. You, you won election. Thank you. So, uh, I'm going to clean this town up. I'm going <laughs> to clean this place up. <laughs> okay. So are you going you gonna to keep pushing it forward? Are you going to try to do more elections, do bigger and brighter things in the future? Are you making Dude, plans? I, you know? I won like three days ago. Like, give me a break. Got, okay, that's three days ago. You celebrated for three days. Now you got to plan for the future, okay? You've won the job. Don't, oh, bo- don't bother God. doing the job. I haven't even been sworn don't, in yet. Don't do this job. Plan for the next job, Scott. Okay, that's that's what politicians do, right? They don't do the job they're at. They plan for the next job they want, right? 
Or did I get politics wrong? I don't know. I, I know. I'm waiting for my phone to ring from the special interest groups. You're going to give me millions of dollars, but it hasn't happened yet. Can't wait to go tell them to go. That's what she said. Yeah, until they give me a couple million. <laughs> then, then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Jokes. Jokes. Lots of jokes tonight, folks. We'll be here all week. All day, at least. All night. Roughly night. We'll be back next we'll, week. We'll be here for another mm, 30, 45 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. I don't you can't know, keep a good like dog that. down. Scott, you brought a beer. I did. I yeah. feel like we've had this before. Have we? Let's find out. It's really the only beer I had at my house. You know, you sit there and say, like, I, I this like you know, I feel like we've had this beer before, so I brought it anyway. We I did. literally told you weeks ago, yeah. I've got a fridge on the bottom shelf. Filled with shit that we probably have never had. Dude, you said you drank it. I didn't drink it. I drank three cans. Just go go open the fridge and look at the bottom shelf. I All can't, right. I can't store groceries down there because it's fucking filled. Next week, I won't bring a beer. It's not really beer, though. It's like seltzer and like fruit uh, Ooh, beers and shit like that. So, <laughs> it's like, Hey-oh. yeah. Now, I'm all about that, that seltzer life. White yeah. Claw. Truly, it's it's White Claw's dumber younger cousin, Bud Light. Oh, Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that next week, okay? All right. For this week, I brought a beer, a regular beer, a man's beer. Yeah, it's a beer, all right. It is uh, Penguin City, Penguin City. Their light beer. Yeah, I'm almost certain we've done this before because I like like this beer. You know, it has the YSU can. At 228 episodes, who gives a shit? At this point, dude, there's so much. Dude, what happened to your beer? There's so much foam. What did you do? So, how did you fuck up opening a can? It was in my car, and it's really cold. Yeah, and I cracked open my beer, no problem, no foam, no nothing. I'm like waiting for this foam to die down. Sitting there, like fingering the, ringing the hole, getting around the hole a little bit. (laughs) Around the rim. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like beer. Jokes! (laughs) Jokes! Holy! Okay, so yeah. Uh, What do you think about it? It's fine. No no wow factor. Light beer. Generic light beer. It's all right. It's not better better than the wine I was drinking earlier, but that's fine. Wine? I've been on a wine I'm I'm drinking seltzers and wine now. (laughs) My name's Adam. Rum, seltzers, and wine. That's that's all. My house is not messy. (laughs) Dude, look around this room, though. It's it's, not messy. It's it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, I like it. It's it. I'm thirsty. I did a lot of yard work today. Yeah, I was I was blowing leaves in my mom's oh, backyard. I was a raking bit. leaves and get, oh my god, I have so many trees in my yard. They all put leaves everywhere. Oh, I so, guarantee my mother's yard has more leaves than you. Guarantee my mother's backyard has way. No, we have a forest. So not, do I. Not twenty feet from my back. My mother's back door. So do I. No, no, no. Yours is way far. Yours is a lot farther no, back. It's yes, not. it is. You have one in tree my... in your backyard, and then you got like a solid like. 50 to 100 feet before you hit the next tree. I mean, there was a lot of leaves in my backyard. <laughs> I'm not going to argue semantics over whose yard has more leaves. Well, I can't argue We're about not gonna jerking off, so I got to argue semantics. So, Anyway, I was thirsty. Yes. A good light beer goes down really easy. Uh, not great. There's not a lot of flavor in it. We drink. Last... You would almost say there's no flavor in it, really. Yeah, we, we had uh, Oktoberfest last week, I think. That's a beer that has some body to it's it. It's got something. It's got something, I'll say yes, that. So it's tasty. It's this, is just, this is just, you know, it'll quench your thirst. And I'm yeah. pretty thirsty, so I'm all about this life. Yeah. 
So I had car troubles recently. I think I think I kind of talked about this a little bit privately with you, but oh, yeah? uh, but I found out. So I'm leasing a car right now. I'm leasing a okay. Honda Civic 2020, the first brand new car that I've ever driven, and it's very nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it's a, nice a lot. Vehicle. And I got it on a pretty good fucking deal okay. for a brand new lease. Mm-hmm. Um, for I'm not going to say where I got it because I don't want to disparage a local business, but. I have a feeling they fucked up transferring my plate over to this car because they told me when I tra- they transferred my plate a year ago over to uh, the new car. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've been driving with a dead plate for over a year, Scott. Mm. A dead plate. As in the plate does not exist. As in there's nobody who owns a plate. I had somebody look it up and they're like, yeah, this plate like has no ownership whatsoever. It doesn't even exist. So if the popo would have pulled you over. Oh, I've been fucked. They'd they'd run your tags. You'd been in deep shit. Stolen car. Pulled guns yeah. out on me. Rested yeah. me on the spot. Yeah. Good thing we didn't defund them. Hey-ho. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been pulled over in a year. So yeah. we're running dead tags. So I'm kind of... I haven't changed the plate yet. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I've got the plate in the guard. just have been a lazy bastard about it. Well, you drove <laughs> on a dead plate for over a year. Yeah. It's, you never got pulled over one time. You know what like, you got going for you? You're white. <laughs> it's <laughs> fair it, it feels kind of like um five years ago so this past year i had dental insurance for the first time since i was 18 because dental insurance is not like a thing that most jobs offer and then when i yeah. and then when i got a job that did offer dental i was like it's a little, it's a, it's a little pricey for me at the moment and then i decided to get a, like a checkup like five years ago with a dentist just to get things checked up. The worst thing that dentist could have told me is, dude, your mouth is fine. There's no cavities, no nothing. You're good. You got, you can do a little floss. You can stand for a little flossing a little bit. You're fine. It's like worst thing you could have told me because guess what? I'm going to ride that wave again for another five fucking years. That's, I think I'm going to see how long I can ride the wave with this car and uh, with the dead plate. Yeah. Cool. Well, just remember, Get that ghetto vision going. Get the you got to keep vision. your head on a swivel. I remember I had a time where my driver's license was cracked. Cracked the shit out of it. Like completely down the middle. And I was, I drove on it for a while. And I was nervous. I was nervous. I was going to get pulled over. Because I guess the law is if you break your driver's license, it's void. And I tried to like buy booze with it. Because I was like 23 at the time. And it was like I was young enough, like they need to check my ID. And whenever I'd like hand them two pieces, they'd be like, "I can't accept this." <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, why the hell not? You can look. You can read the date. Look, you can see. Look, here's here's this half. I gotta find the other half. It's in this pocket somewhere. It's like it was like Nicolas Cage and National Treasure. Like you gotta put the two pieces together. Like, look, that's me. Like, yeah. Wait, put these glasses on, okay? And then put put the blue filter on. You'll be able to see. Yeah. Trust me. No, but then, but then, like. It, it, I finally bit the bullet and was like, fine, I just got to get this done. And the person at the DMV was like, yeah, here you go. It was like the easiest thing. I'm like, that was it? Like, that was so simple. I wish I would have done this months ago. But yeah. It's always something that like feels like, oh, it's going to be a pain in the ass. And then it's it's really right. like not. You just got to like get off your ass and do it. Yeah. That's kind of right. what it is. Right. Like, it really didn't take me that long to figure out my plate problem. But I just had to get off my ass and make a couple phone calls to figure it out. Scott. Yes. So we used to talk about 
Um, I got one story we're talking about, and then we'll get to course cinema. Okay. So we used to talk about how we used to ghost hunt all the time. And we we used talked to do about ghost it. Hunters, we yes. used to talk about it. We've talked about it on the show before, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to belabor the point. Guess who's getting the ghost hunting game? Who? Do you remember a artist who was very popular for a short time, and I don't know if she's still very popular now, named Kesha? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Kesha fan. Yeah. She's going to get in the ghost hunting game. She's decided that she's going to uh, make a show about her and a bunch of friends and other people, like, going to, like, haunted places and checking them out and, like, doing a little bit of ghost hunting. Do you know what her motivation behind it was, though? What? I don't know if it's her entire motivation, but part of it is something that uh, was a big part of the story. Apparently, Kesha has had many, many sexual relations with phantasms. No. Yes. She has talked about, apparently she is. She's Dr. Crusher. Apparently, yes, she 100% (laughs) did, according to her. Again, no kink shame. Apparently, she has a kink about fucking ghosts. And she's talked about how she has fucked ghosts. And how she's fucked, not one. It wasn't like a singular time. I think she talked about there was multiple times where ghosts ran a train on her. (laughs) This place is about to blow Yeah. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> Damn. These ghosts. Yeah. wilding out. It's like Ray from Ghostbusters. You wow. know, they have the dream. Yeah. Like she's hardcore, like wow. into fucking ghosts. How do you think that's just like a popularity stunt? Like, oh, I'm going to throw this quirky thing out there because it sounds weird. Or do you think it's actually like true? I feel like Kesh is like weird enough where it might actually be true. A little bit. God. This is news to me. This is breaking news. This needs to be out. Why is this not on every I think major cable news network? You might be like the only person that doesn't know about it. Really? I don't know. Like I feel like it's not like a secret news story. Like we need to investigate this. Like we gotta get this recorded and documented, not just for the hub. I'm talking about for science. And for OnlyFans, too. You're, for, you're, you're saying the hub, you're forgetting OnlyFans. I'm only talking fans. about scientific research. Where's Dr. Venkman when you need him? <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is right up his alley for sure. Man, I am absolutely intrigued by yes. this. I don't, I don't understand it. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's a publicity thing or if she honestly believes that she has had sex with a ghost. Like... They're not physical forms. How much pleasurable could it be? Like, really? Dude, this show is going to turn, like, a mix between ghost hunters and, like, Jersey Shore. She's just going to be, like, walking through the halls of, like, some closed-down asylum trying to blow off these ghosts. Like, this is incredible. This is TV gold. Like, (laughs) They got a they got a money pit on their hands right it's here. It's gonna make money. It's Guaranteed, going it's to. going to make money. You're gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Yes, no. you are. I guess I'll have to watch it for the sh- <laughs> We're for this have show. To. I've I I think it's still in talks though. I don't think it's like a fish. Well, I think it's who still is in she talks. talking to? Because they're dumb if they don't invest in this. This is. Oh, I guarantee it's gonna happen. This is the golden calf right here. I guarantee it's gonna happen. Has to. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Has to. Can you imagine? Your network is the first network. To catch ghost coitus on TV on the screen, ghost pornography. That's that's the new thing. 
That's going to be the as soon as the show takes off. That's going to be the new hot tag on Pornhub. It's going to be the <laughs> new biggest search: ghost fucking. Wow, that's that's crazy, crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Don't stop making Bob. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's enough Kesha songs. A little bit. A little, Kesha, how do you feel about Kesha, like, in general? I apparently know all of her work. You apparently, apparently do. do. But, like, uh, but you've named off, like, all the popular songs. Like, does she have, like, deep cut hits that only her I'm fans sure know about? I'm sure they exist. I don't like, know them. The ghosts are all about that life, but... They must be. I actually, uh... It was one. Of, it was one of the morning shows. Uh, I don't remember which one they did it, but they actually. It was pretty funny. They went and got a homeless person off the street, and they brought her into the studio, and they auto tuned her voice, and made her sing a Kesha song, and it sounded just like Kesha. Because <laughs> her voice is auto tuned. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's only one artist that is allowed to auto tune their voice, and that's T Pain. He's the only one that is allowed to consistently auto-tune it because it sounds good. Not to mention, T-Pain can actually sing. Have you ever heard him sing in general, just like a song? Yeah, he was on one of those singing, one of those shows. And uh, Not even just that, and... he's done video stuff like that, like yeah. just on YouTube, just regular, just him singing. He can fucking sing. I'm in love with the stripper. Dude, T-Pain, it, it, it shit's still fire, honestly. Like, go back, go to Spotify and look up T-Pain and go listen to those songs. They still hold up. They're still good. Scott. Yes. You want to do coercive cinema? Let's do coercive cinema, Adam. Why hey, for our new friends. Our new yeah, friends. Yeah, why do you explain coercive cinema? So we do this segment at the end of every show called coercive cinema. And it is where Adam chooses a film that I have never seen that he has. Makes me watch it. I do the same for him. I find a, a movie that he's never seen. And we have one week to watch these movies. And we report back. We do kind of like a like a report on it. Yeah. It's like a book club, but for movies. And we're not watching the same movie. We're each watching. We're different each watching movies. different. But so it's not really like a book club, I guess. So it's nothing like a book club. <laughs> oh, Scott, live on the air. Have you ever seen the movie Double Dragon? No, like the video game. Yeah, like, like you've the, seen like the, the movie Nintendo game. No. Oh, I got. Oh, okay. Spoilers. Uh, that's what I'm getting, huh? No, I had something else picked up for you, and I realized I put my notes to ask you about it, and I forgot to, so live on the air, I'm asking you about so, it. So, okay. That's a cool one. Huh, never saw it. Yeah, I look forward to you watching this. Okay, anyway, to remind everybody what we picked for Coercive Cinema, you gave me the movie Absentia. Absentia. Yeah, yeah. you finally learned how to say it. You were fucking it up all Absentia. last week. All last episode, yeah. you were messing it up. Uh, and I gave you, scrolling down, Black scrolling Snake down, Moan. Black Snake Moan on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, you gave me Black Snake Moan, starring Christina Ricci. Why don't you go first? I'll go first. Go first. Christina Ricci. Like, Great, right? Like Adam's Family, mm -hmm. like Casper, Sleepy Hollow. Yes. This is a different, this is... This is a different role for okay, her. Okay, okay. So, guy talk for a second. Christina oh. Beach, Christina Ricci, babe or no babe? Absolute babe. Babe, right? Babe. Fucking hottie. Hottie, yes. No Fantastic. question about it. Like, I feel like she's about my age. I think she's... Oh, there's a foam. There it is. See? See? I told you. I it's because it was in my car and it's really cold out. The first one didn't get me. I don't know. I'm going to look up a Christina Ricci. Yeah, I, I think, think she's like my age. No. Like... <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. I'm pretty sure she's my age, but I could be wrong. Maybe she's in. Maybe she's in between us. Anyway, she's I remember 1980. 
She's older than me. She's, she does not look that old. She is older than me. Well, this is an older film, so. No, in general, though, like, if, if you look up pictures of her now, she doesn't really look that old. She, uh, I remember watching the movie Casper and having a big crush on her. Because yeah. I thought she was about She's my She's adorable age. in that movie. She's adorable. And, 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 yeah, and before people start giving me shit, I was about the age of the girl in the movie. It's yes. not like me as a creepy adult liking the Yeah. Kid. Yeah, no. <clears throat> But she's in this movie. I had a crush on her too. Yeah, yeah. I understand when I saw and the movie. And she, uh, it's definitely an adult role. Like, yes. Like there's some much. people watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, that would not care for this movie. She takes her gear off. Yes, she a lot. does. And uh, she's a very loose girl in this in this movie. She is okay. What's what's the medical term? Uh, uh, nymphomaniac. Yeah. She is a nymphomaniac, and for those of you at home. A nymphomaniac is someone who is addicted to sex. So she like has to have like a, like a drug addict needs drugs. She needs sex all the time. It's crazy. And I don't think she's a bad person. Being a nymphomaniac is like a mental disorder. She's got this disorder and She's from a small southern town yeah. that is just a really shitty place to live. And someone with her kind of condition is just taken advantage of at every – like <clears throat> she never received help. Um, and the movie starts out, revolves around her and the other character, Samuel L. Jackson. And he plays um, you know, the, an old black man from the town who's the – who's a farmer. And at the beginning of the story, his wife leaves him for his younger brother. So his life has been turned upside down. And it just so happens that both of these people who are very different, their paths collide. And she is surprise, surprise, sexually assaulted because she puts herself in these horrible, horrible situations. And she's left for dead alongside the road. Samuel L. Jackson finds her. And tries to help her, finds out about her condition, and through no means of medicine at all. I felt it was a, a very when I watched it. I felt it was very creepy the way he was helping her. It was very he like yes. he like chains her up he in his house. He chains her up in his house. Yeah, and is trying to basically cold turkey break her from her sex addiction addiction. Yeah, by locking her in the in his house. And not allowing her to have sex, thinking that that will be the automatic cure. Yeah. It's not how it works no. at all. But she also has a boyfriend, played by Justin Timberlake, who joins the military. So he's gone. He's gone. And she's banging everybody in the town while he's gone. But she truly loves him. Yeah. She wants to be with him. And if he was around... She wouldn't need to be doing what she's doing. Yeah, you got Justin Timberlake over there. You don't need to be banging yeah, everybody GT. else. Yeah. So it, it's very. There's some shocking moments of the movie. Yeah, there are. But as as the characters develop through the course of the film, <clears throat> at the beginning you kind of hate her because you think she's just a slut. Then you realize that it's just like a condition. She needs help, and like Samuel Jackson comes off as this total wacko yeah. like just a really horrible he person. looks like a crazy southern he, like yeah. he's wearing like a wife beater yeah and, and he's and he's kind of mean and ornery but then but then he's honest to god like he is trying to help her and both of their characters like develop 
that they like have a real bond with each other. Yeah. And it's a very interesting movie. Um, I don't know much about uh, Nymphomania, I guess you would call it. I've done some curse researches in my time. I bet you have. (laughs) Um, it's like what top fifteen in the uh, on the hub or something. Top fifteen. No, I I don't know anything don't, about it either. Okay, I, yeah. I know nothing about the actual. Condition uh, it is a real thing. It is a real thing, and that's what she's suffering from in the movie. And at the end of the movie, he actually Justin Timberlake actually comes home from the military, yeah. and um, he washes out. He like he has anxiety really bad, and not a place for anxiety is the military. No, so he gets discharged and he's sent home and and when he's back home they're able they they make them get married they do this like crazy throw together shotgun wedding type deal which is good for the both of them they both need each other and sam jackson kind of he plays like the father figure of her he's like even like gives her away at the wedding it's a really really sweet moment but then they're like going on their honeymoon at the end of the movie they're driving off in the sunset and you could tell that they're both still fucked up. Yeah. Like a truck drives by and he starts having a panic attack, more anxiety. And you can tell she's still, every time she has one of her attacks where she needs to bang somebody, you hear like the rattle of a rattlesnake. You know what I mean? And in this, in this scene, like when he's having his panic attack and she's in the car, you hear the rattle and you see her like close her eyes and like, take a deep breath and start singing a song. Cause he was in Sam Jackson was a musician. He used to play music for her. So she starts singing one of the songs and the moment passes. And then she's able to help Justin Timberlake. I feel like there was a simple solution to that, though, to solve both their problems. Just pull over the side of the road. He takes break from driving the side of the road. They have a little sex. He calms down. Boom. Solves all the problems. That could have been also a way to do it. The movie ends and there's, there's no clear, you could tell there's a struggle ahead for both of them. Yeah. But they There's do, no happy ending. No, but they need each other. And I think with each other's help, they'll be able to work through their issues. Yeah. And and um it was kind of fucked up. It's kind of a fucked up movie. Very much. Um but interesting um seeing how someone struggling with nymphomania, how how it affects their lives. And you think of it as like in, in society you think, oh, it's just some whore. Some hoe who just likes to bang. Yeah. And that's really not the case at all. It, it's a mental disorder. And it's, you know, kind of kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see Christina Ritchie doing too much these days. Not not like a ton of uh, stuff. She did, mo- like, I think a lot of her most popular work was when she was a kid. Like you said, Casper and Adam's family, things like that. So it's nice to every now and then see, like, a Christina Ritchie pop up every now and then. Most of her films are like now that I'm thinking about it, the three off the top of my head were Casper, Adam's Family, and Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. All three of those are Halloween. She movies. did um she did a Lizzie Borden film. I know I, I did watch this. There was a there was a like the Axe Murderer. Yeah, like she played Lizzie Borden. I, I'm pretty sure I'm like ninety percent sure it was Christina mm. Ritchie where she played like Lizzie Borden like in, in mm. a Lizzie Borden movie. Okay, she was good in it. She was good. So all right, <laughs> it's my turn. Talking yeah. about Absentia. Absentia is like the most indie film ever. It's Mike Flanagan. First it's like his, movie. It's like his first it movie. It is his first movie. And he's, I like him. He did Oculus. Yeah. And he, this is before Oculus. And he came on the scene because Oculus is so popular. Yeah. Everybody loves that movie. Stephen King saw the movie Oculus and said, this guy. 
I want him to do my stories. So Stephen King hired Mike Flanagan. He did uh, Doctor Sleep, which is the direct sequel to The Shining. I've seen that. And he directed. He directed that. He also directed um, the one you made me watch for Course of Cinema, uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Yeah. He directed Gerald's Game. That's another weird one that's kind of good, but it's also very so like, it's just because Gerald's there. Game and Doctor Sleep are both Stephen King novels. Yeah, and as you know, Stephen King's very picky about who does his films. Yeah, so he likes Mike Flanagan after he watched Oculus, hired him to do those two, and I think he's doing more. But as I hope a, so. I hope yeah. so because I'll be honest, with you, this this is a good movie for his first movie. For his out, first movie yes. for the very first movie, it's pretty damn good. If you I liked it, if you like. Um, weird indie horror movies this is definitely right up your alley and what yeah. i like about it is it didn't do like a lot what a lot of horror movies do today where it's a lot of jump scares mm-hmm. constant jump scares in your face constant jump scares. there was a couple of those moments couple. but it was more like eeriness mm-hmm. of like the scenario of what was going on so basically the story is about um this woman this young this young woman who is going back to her sister's house maybe like her home her home house i can't remember exactly like if it was like uh parents owned it or something like that or if it was just an apartment or just a little i don't know no it wasn't her parents. it was her house okay mm-hmm. so she was going back to uh live with her sister she has been like on the road for years or something like that she, a long time she was the like a drug sister addict sister had a drug yes, problem and she she left home when she was like 16 yeah traveled the country with her then boyfriend which as you can imagine didn't end well no so she's like the prodigal son coming home yeah um, the Parent, her the parents aren't in the story. I don't they're know not they're in the deceased. story. They're not. So she goes to live with the sister. I think the parents are alive because they make mention to her or something like that. But I think like the dad disappeared or something like that. He's gone or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's something like that. But like she goes, she, she goes back to live with her sister because she's get, she says she's got clean. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to like pick kind of pick things back up and lift right. off. And so she goes back to live with her sister, who her sister is. In the midst of dealing with a lot of grief, a lot she, of her sister's got a lot of problems. Her husband disappeared seven years ago yes. in this story. She, like just disappeared, no go. She's like the movie starts with her putting up like the last of the missing poster sign. Like she just had some left over and she's just throwing them up, <clears throat> changing on the telephone bones, like just throwing them up there and stuff like that, stapling them. And she's also pregnant at this point, so it means that she was had a little fling with somebody else. Mm-hmm. We don't we find out who is later. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the entire start of the movie is about her declaring her missing husband dead in absentia. Cue the credit. Cue roll credits, yeah. as, as some people say. Um, that the basically, basically, you're means... absent. Like you've been missing for so long, we're assuming you're dead. Right. So therefore, your life insurance can pay out. Four hundred one k can get to the spouse. Yes. All that stuff. So it's, it's kind of one of those kind of scenarios. The house that she's living in, she actually wants to sell it and move. But it's, it's like a her, bad neighborhood. But it's in her and her husband's name, so she can't sell it yeah. until he's declared dead. <clears throat> she can't continue a relationship with the father of her unborn child till she's officially divorced or widowed, I guess, yeah. from the husband. So there's a lot that needs to be done to have him declared dead yes. in absentia. And finally, and finally, she can like get around yes. to doing it. That, that's kind of where, where it starts right. off and stuff like that. Now... Near the house, there's a tunnel that goes under like a highway mm-hmm. or something like that. Goes it's a walking tunnel. Yes, it's a walking tunnel where you would like one of those creepy tunnels at night. You never want to walk down there. I think that 
that's a big part of the story. That is a big part of the story. They're in California. Yes. And you have to walk, like, the highway goes over to get from one side of the neighborhood to the other. You have to go through this tunnel. Yeah. And so there's a moment, there's a moment. So one of the big things they, um, that happens is every morning, the sister that came home does a jog. She does a morning run and she runs through that tunnel. But when she comes back through that tunnel, mm-hmm. she comes across this guy just laying in the tunnel. She assumes, oh, he's some drug addict, homeless dude. So she tries to like sneak past him, stuff like that. And he like wakes up and he looks at her. He's, he's, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Like, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to get by and stuff like that. You he's know like, that actor was? He's like, he's like uh, not off the top of my He's head. great. He was at a Comic-Con I was at. He played uh, Billy Bones in uh, Hocus Pocus. Doug he's, Jones. He's Captain name. Doug Jones. He's Captain Saru in Discovery. Yes, he's very He's yes, great. He's, he's in a lot good. of things. He does a lot of creature he's stuff. very good. Yes. But in this in this movie, he's like laying in the middle of things. She has to walk past him and he wakes up and stuff like that. And she's trying to pause. It's like, you know, you know, if you wait here, you know, I'll come back and I'll bring some mm-hmm. food for you, you know, because she's doing like the reborn Christian kind of thing. Nonsense yes. because of her treatment and all this other shit. And he's like, you can see me. And that's the moment you're like, oh, here's some weird shit going on. Like for, he's surprised that she can like that she can see him. And he's like malnourished and he's skin and bones like the, the skin is just hanging off his bones. And it's mm-hmm. it's weird. And he starts like screaming this word like trade. He starts stringing trade. Trade is a big, big deal. That's a big word. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just think, oh, he's some crazy dude or something like that. So she goes home, has dinner with her sister, takes a Tupperware food back there. Dude's gone and lays like the food there and everything like that. <clears throat> Fast forward. She comes home like maybe a day or two later, a couple days later. There's like trinkets and like jewels sit on like her front porch of her house. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what, what the hell is this? And she remembered the dude that she saw in the alleyway. He had like a necklace or something like that near him that kind of looked a little bit like, like a little trinket thing. So she takes the trinkets back over to the thing. She kind of like sits on the ground like, I don't want this shit. I don't deal with this. Like, maybe it's his, whatever. And this kid comes up by him. this like young in his like early 20s or something like that. He has like a bag. Like mm-hmm. like a bag, and he, he's like a trash bag, and he's walking up. He's like, "Don't do that!" He's like, don't do that. like. Well, you know, I just want to leave it here. You know, but don't no, don't do that. Like, oh, there's some more creepy shit going on. And he sets the bag down and walks away. And she kind of leaves the stuff there and walks away. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, side story involved in the same story: the sister who's pregnant, who's dealing with the grief of her husband, has images and hallucinations, quote unquote of her husband with blacked out eyes. And it's that freaky, like ghost phantasm image you see, like in scary movies where like their mouth is all big and wide open, but they're just kind of like standing there and she like sees them in mirrors. And like at one point, like he walks into her bedroom and she's sleeping and like jams his hand, like through her stomach where like the baby is and everything like that. And she's like freaking out her therapist saying like, you know, it's just hallucinations. Like this is all normal and stuff like that. What I loved about it, it was very creepy, but like I said, it wasn't very jump scary. Like, it was very just weird and creepy just watching that kind of stuff happening. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you find out... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That she's pregnant. This is kind of important. Yeah, that she's who she's who the dad is. Who the dad is with the detective who is in charge of her husband's missing person yeah. case. And he actually plays Scandalous. He actually plays a bigger role in this and and they like care about each other. They like want to have a relationship together. Yes. So So he, finally so finally what ends up happening is she finally signs the papers. Boom. Mm-hmm. Absentia. All the paperwork's done and taken care of. Yada yada this. The same day that she files the paperwork and stuff like that, that night 
she's talking or that day she's talking to the tech detective and like let's go out and dinner like let's have an official like yes an official date so he goes and picks her up that night and it's that quirky thing where like the sister's like oh you know you're like oh that's the uh, father your baby huh that's so cute la la have fun you guys they go walk out and oh, this is a cool part. Oh, this is so, this is <laughs> mind fuck. Yeah. They walk out and they're walking down the sidewalk to the car. And she glances she, over to the road. Corner of her eye, in the middle of the road, she sees the image of her husband as she's yes. been seeing. But her therapist has been teaching her like, just you gotta block ignore the image it. out, ignore it. It's just your hallucinations. You can get through this. Like, don't worry about. It. So she pans she, over. She sees the, her husband. Yeah, she stops. And she, she just she like, closes her eyes way. for a second, like just kind of like will it away. And she keeps walking, and he. The detective looks over is like, what the fuck? Yes. He sees him. She turns around. The detective has stopped cold in his shop. He's looking over. He can see the husband, too. That was such a shocking moment. Yeah, the moment where you see it. This is the moment when the husband came back. The the husband's name is Daniel. So he's like, Dan? Dan? Daniel? And he's just standing there. They're they're like freaking out, stuff like that. Husband's malnourished looks like shit. He looks like he they they get the ambulance, they take him to the hospital, they find out he's been super malnourished. He's had no sunlight for years. Wearing the same clothes that he, that he disappeared, disappeared in. in. And the detectives and the one detective's partner comes into the hospital and they're trying to question him, like, look, what the fuck happened? Like we found animal bones. They found animal bones in his stomach. They're like, You Went missing for seven years. He's clearly traumatized. He's not talking. He can't he's like, speak. Yeah. He's like, you went missing for seven years. What the fuck happened to you? Where were you? What's going on? And he's just not like saying anything. He's like, he's too scared. So like, they finally like, take him home and stuff like that. And they're trying to reacclimate him to the house. And he's just like nervous and everything and all this other shit. Excuse me. Sorry, the beer's coming up. Oh, yeah, that yeah. happens. Oh, um. Anyway, fast forward, it gets to the moment where the detective and the pregnant sister, he wants to have, like, a talk with her. And he wants to, like, they, because, you know, he still loves her. And so he's like, can I come over uh, and, and talk and stuff like that? Like, can I come over later on? The sister the, who's living with her was, meanwhile, doing research. And she finds out that the neighborhood where they live, there have been people... Who have been who've gone missing for like hundred years? Yes, and like they, there's no correlation between them. And she's trying to do her own internet research where she's like, yeah, like, and she finds out that one of the people who went missing was the dude that she saw was in the, the dude that she saw in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's important. It's very very important. <laughs> um, so they go out. Uh, you know, they they put the uh, Daniel up to bed, like lay him in bed, like hey, you know, chill out, yada yada, this and the other thing. Um, they go outside, the detective and the pregnant sister, and they go out to his car to talk because he wants to talk about the relationship. And he's like trying to convince her, like, look, I know that he's your husband and I know that you love him, but Daniel's dead. That's not Daniel up there. That is somebody else. I'm not saying like, oh, he's possessed or like that, but like he's so traumatized and he's a different person than when you last knew him. That is not your husband. Like, like trying to basically be like, the good guy, but at the same time being selfish, like convince you like, Hey, right. I, I'm going to be here for you. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and you could tell she wants to like be with him and stuff like that. And she's struggling with her emotions. Meanwhile, this whole conversation going on, we find out 
not directly, but you can tell the sister has still doing doing drugs. She's like a tin can or tin uh, uh, lunchbox kind of thing that she carries with her. She's still chasing the dragon. Yes, she's and good. she's you could tell that she is high at this point. She she shot up a little bit because like she's listening to music, her eyes are fluttering and stuff like that. And Daniel comes into her room, and basically uh, kind of alludes to the fact that he knows that she like traded with this being this this thing or something like that like uh when she took the trinkets out there and the food and everything like that and he was basically like says this really creepy thing like i like i know like you traded with her like i wish you wouldn't have done that it, it, it's not it he says it fixates that's the word he used. it fixates is what it does mm -hmm. and meanwhile every now and then you've heard throughout the story like this we're chirping like there's, yeah. there's this this like bug chirping yes you hear the she's 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 like why, why don't you go to bed and stuff like that and he's like it's in the walls I can I know it's in the walls I can tell <laughs> I can hear and he's it. and he's alluding to the the place that he said that he was in when the police were um, interviewing him was he said I was in the underneath mm -hmm. that's all he said was I was in the underneath and so they hear this chirping now and they're like uh, what's going on what what what. And so, like, she falls a chirping, like, goes to the bathroom and stuff like that. She gets knocked out. I love the way that they kind of play with the way they tell the story a little bit, where she gets knocked out, and the next scene you see is her running from the tunnel to, like, the sister and the detective. And, like, freaking out and yelling, like, Daniel, Daniel, like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of does, like, a little flashback scene where, like, it kind of goes through, like, what happened. Yeah. And she got, like, knocked on the ground or ass kicked. And you see, like... In in the in the in the foreground, you see kind of like shadowies and like little images and stuff. It's you don't see the Jaws. whole monster. Yes, you don't see the whole monster, but you can see like bits and parts yeah. of it every now How and then. Spielberg very blurry. Show, Spielberg didn't show the shark yeah. until the very end, and it was just so suspenseful. It yeah. was awesomely the same yes. way in this movie. There's a creature. <laughs> But it you don't see it. Yes, but you can it, hear it. You can hear yes. the chirping, the wings fluttering, mm -hmm. stuff like that's very creepy. And it drags Daniel away. It drags him downstairs, mm -hmm. and he's like freaking out, but he doesn't have the strength to hold on mm -hmm. to, the, to the railing and stuff like that. It drags him into the ceiling, and you can see like his face and his hands as it's like going through the ceiling as if it's like a, like a, a, a blanket or something like that or a piece of fabric. And she chases this thing as it drags Daniel back to the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to trying to like pull him back like no 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 don't go and he like sucks him down the tunnel goes halfway through the tunnel and then boom like sucks him through the wall and he just disappears and she tells the story and obviously the cops don't believe him the one cop is like right let me see your eyes and there's like little flash and thing. she was doing drugs fortunately yes and that's that's the fucking mcguffin of the whole fucking story nobody's gonna believe her because mm -hmm. she does drugs so she like she reveals the research the next day that she did to her sister the, all the research and it's like the conspiracy theory, like there's folklore and myths about trolls and all kinds of other stuff and you know the three uh, billy goats gruff yeah that, that yeah. that's a big thing in the story that that story and everything like that because it's based on apparently uh, Flanagan based the story on trolls that's what that's what his basis was like trolls living under a bridge and like stealing stuff but he kind of twisted it up and made it like a bug creature there, almost. And, and Daniel says that because one of the books that somebody had bought for the unborn baby was the fairy tale, The Three Billy Goats Gruff, which yeah. is a classic. And he sees it and he looks at it and there's a picture of a troll and the three billy goats on the cover. He goes, it doesn't look like that. It looks more like a bug. It has this, it has the skin of silver. It's silverfish style silverfish. skin. Silverfish, yeah. Silverfish. Yeah, like it's very weird and creepy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So... 
that happens. Sisters reconcile after like a day or two or something like that. You know, they apologize, yada, 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 all this other nonsense. Um, so they are reconciling and they're about to go to bed. I fast forward a little bit. They're about to go to bed and they shut off the light and everything's all hunky-dory, lovey-dovey sisters. And as they shut off the light and they're walking up the stairs in the dark living room, you hear the, like the like the little chirping sound that you hear all the time. And the, the pregnant sister's like, what the hell is that? And the other sister's like, freaking out. Like she's like, she could see in her eyes like, oh my God, it's here. And then it does another cutaway where it fast forwards and the uh, younger sister, the drag addict sister is walking into the police station disheveled dirty like a little messed up like freaking out almost and they like interview her and she tells a story of like what happened and the thing grabbed her sister and dragged her off to the tunnel yeah and that's what it did it dragged her off the tunnel yeah um <clears throat> so obviously they don't believe her obviously they right. they think she has something to do with it they think like one of her drug dealers like kidnapped her and stuff like that she has a history yeah a a record of being arrested so so she she, what she does is the end of the movie ends this is how the movie ends with her taking all the research she's done and the the book the 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 goat gruff book i don't even remember what's that three billy three billy groats gruff long ass title (laughs) stupid takes that and puts in like a yellow vanilla envelope and sets it on her bed and then goes to the um tunnel and she goes down to the middle of the tunnel and she starts yelling, trade, trade, as if she's like, trade me for my sister. Bring my sister back. Let her go and take me instead. Mm-hmm. This is the thing about the this thing about the um, the creature and something we didn't talk about is the whole trade thing. And that's something to actually talk about when he was writing the story was when you're dealing with like folklore type creatures and you want to make deals with them and stuff like that. They always, always, always try to make the deals in their favor. They always try to say, okay, I'll do a trade with you, but it's not going to be what you want. So like, for example, the kid that was bringing like the trash bags, yeah, yeah. he had been doing this entire thing the entire time. Her, his dad was the one that disappeared. And yes. he was the one that she saw in the, when she was walking out who looked malnourished. And he, and he, they like the police come and get her, the younger sister, the drug addict sister to identify a body because they go to the tunnel and this mangled corpse of the dude is right there. And so basically this kid, and we find out whenever the kid goes and freaks out and he drops a trash bag and the cop opens the trash bag. There's like this little dog, mm-hmm. little dog. He had been stealing local pets and animals from around his neighborhood as a way of giving it to the creature as a trade. Like give me back my father for this. And you just keep bringing it back. So technically the creature gave him back his father, just not the way he wanted. So what happens is when she's yelling trade, you hear the squishing sound and she looks behind her and kind of like blurried on the ground and stuff like that is the fetus of the sister's baby. So he traded and she, she looks at, she's freaking, she's like sick, like vomiting sick and stuff like that. And she starts bolting for the exit before she makes it to the exit. The creature grabs her and sucks her back into the under underneath. Yeah. Yeah. So he traded, not just not for what, you know, she wanted. And the whole the movie ends, the detective gets a vanilla going through the paperwork and is like walking out and stuff like that and kinda of walking. He kinda of looks over to the tunnel and the younger drug addict sister is there in like phantasm form with like the hollowed out eyes and the big wide mouth. You kinda of just see her for like a split second. And that's how the movie ends. That's it. That's the movie end. 
weird, fucked up, right up my alley, though. Mm-hmm. So It's really good. I thought it was really good. It's yeah. really good. I did a whole synopsis of the movie, but that's because I enjoyed it that much. I wanted to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very good... That's the way you do horror movies, mm-hmm. right? Though. That's, that's the way to do it. Not all these jump scares and constant like like in your face stuff mm-hmm. and do it a couple times but this is the way you make a creepy weird movie i loved it i enjoyed it i can't wait to see more from this dude yeah for sure yes for sure. scott let's yes, pick uh, let's pick on next week's uh, course of cinema okay let's do it so i kind of buried the lead a little bit when i asked you about it but i'm gonna give you the movie double dragon on peacock i got nothing to say about it it's double dragon I got Peacock now. You do? Yeah, I did tell you about that. You were freaking out about it. You're like, wait, you can get Peacock for free? What? I thought it was a streaming service that costs money, like most of them. It has a premium setting, I believe. Yes. But, like, no, it's for the most part no. okay. free. So uh, I, I should be on there. I just checked while we were, like, or before we recorded today. And, yeah. So I'm going to give you one. And I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't watched this yet. But I'm going to give you... The Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to tell you why I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because it's, it's long as it's fuck. Long. It I have, long. I have All to, his movies are long. I haven't. I have to make time to watch Dune. I haven't watched Dune yet. You haven't watched Dune no, yet? No, i, I got to make time to do it. Okay, you should watch Dune. Um, Dune's awesome. But anyway, anyway you're going to get the I've heard, stars. Not, not, to, not to negate from the course cinema, but I've heard different things. I've heard some people say, it's great, it's amazing, I love it. And I've heard other people say... I don't know what the fuck happened in that movie. Like they didn't explain enough and I don't understand what's going on. I watched the original Dune. I've never seen the original. I Dune. watched the original one when I was a kid and I remember watching it when I was young and hating that movie. My dad loved it and I thought it was stupid. All it was, was people walking around a desert and space politics. Yeah. And, and sting. Right? Sting's in it, I think. Is he? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch the original Dune either. Um, I think. Well, anyway, then I got older and I rewatched it and I freaking loved it because I was older and I was able to understand it. So I think that's why I really like this. That and Zendaya's in it. Zendaya is in it. She's, yes. She is in it. Um, that is always good in everything. You're getting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Stars. Stars? Okay. I still have Stars. I- Pretty sure I do. Yeah. You do. If you don't, I'll give you mine. Because yeah. you have to watch it. Scott. Yes. Township Supervisor Scott. Supervisor Elect. Supervisor I haven't Elect. Sworn, haven't been sworn in yet till January. Why don't you tell the people that you're representing how they can get a hold of Forty Distraction? Like they prop go through the proper channels yes, right. to get a hold of Forty Distraction. So especially to my fans, my our fans. Nobody's come to see you're, you, Otis. Your constituents. You're uh you're uh <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, They can listen to us a million different ways. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, search for For Your Distraction, and you can like our page on there. We go live on Facebook. Hello. Every time we do our – every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on our schedules – so by the way, this, the this video just got another hundred likes because my cat is on the screen. Yeah. Cats always get the likes. Yeah, hit the hit the bell so you get notified when we go live on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter. Search for Forward Distraction on there and follow us. You can tweet us at podcast FYD. At podcast FYD. Yes. 
and you can shoot us an email at foryourdistraction at gmail.com. We'll read your question comment on the air. Um, there's a million ways you can listen to us. We are on SoundCloud. Search for For Your Distraction on there. Subscribe. iTunes. On iTunes, you can rate us and write a little review. That's a great way to do it. Uh, Spotify, right? We're still on Spotify. Yes, sir. Um, YouTube. Search for For Your Distraction on YouTube. Mm, uh, you, you can't really search for Distraction. It's because Well, here, here we go. I yeah. just shared the link on our Facebook group. Our Facebook page, rather. So that's a way to find our YouTube channel. And you can subscribe to it once you get to our channel page. And that way you'll never be able to lose us. Uh, we are a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head on over to electronicmediacollective.com. Yeah, it's a mouthful. But there's all kinds of great shows on there. Um, all friends of ours that are in our podcast network. Um, yeah. What, what do you think, Adam? I'm just kind of scrolling through our, our Gmail. It occurs to me, I don't check the email enough, but it's got a lot of spam at the moment. It, that's what a lot it is. I would love to see some like legitimate emails, even just like a, Hey, I love your show. Just yeah. even something like that. Even if you've got nothing else to say, I'd love to see it just to, just to break up the spam, you know, yeah. I, don't know about you. I don't like spam. I don't like spam in a can and I don't like spam in my emails either. So, yeah, so thank you to all of our fans for tuning in, listening to us, and especially thank you to all of our haters. We love you guys, too. Drinking Haterade all day. <laughs>